Hello and welcome to Liban is Listening. Um, just a couple of things I want to say up front. First of all, thank you for listening. Thank you and well done for listening. You know, and I mean that genuinely well done for listening because let's be honest, you could have very easily opened your podcast app and clicked on any one of the hundred podcasts that Google or Apple or some other company recommended. You could have Googled and gone to Reddit and asked what people are listening to. You could have gone on Twitter, found out some personality who has a podcast and just listened to that. You could have just taken the easy way, but you didn't. You were dissatisfied with that. You maintained dignity, standards, a sense that there might be something greater out there. And you kept looking, you kept searching, you kept your eyes up in the stars and your feet and your hands digging in the soil. And you found us. So thank you, but more than thank you, well done. Um, something else I'd like to say, keep playing Liban, keep playing, keep it going. Don't... I'll let you know when you bring it home. I'll let you know when you bring it home. <laughs> um, another thing that I wanted to say, we have an email now, libanislistening at gmail.com. Liban is L-I-B-A-N, is listening at gmail.com. Get in touch, give us your feedback, give us your thoughts. Um, one thing that Liban and I agreed to do, that I'm very excited about, is if any of you are out there and you make something, let's say you make music, maybe you make films on YouTube, maybe you've written a book, send it in and Liban and I will review it. We'll talk about it. We're not, we're gonna be fair, we're going to be critical. Don't send us anything unless you're confident. Actually, you should be making anything if you're not confident. But send it in and we'll we'll talk about it. Send us a poem. We'll read a poem. You know, we'll play a bit of your music on. Maybe, maybe even when we get some listeners, the listeners will get in touch and give you their feedback. You know, let's, let's cultivate something beautiful here, some creative community. So, uh, yeah. That's about it. Welcome and on with the show. Liban, take us home. There we go. Welcome, everybody. Hi. 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 Lovely. Come sit down. Take the weight off your feet. God, it's been a long week, hasn't it? You've been busy. God. You already put in the radio voice, on. yeah, <laughs> indeed, yeah. Well, you you had a longer week than me. You had COVID, didn't? God, it's been it's been rough. I I thought, you know, I'm I'm I've got the vaccines. I'm all good. I can go out and about, swan around town like a gladfly. Is it gladfly? No, it's a gadfly, isn't it? Gadfly. Gadfly. Yeah. It should be gladfly because the the whole point of the phrase is you're jumping around all happy, right? Gladfly. I would say gladfly no, and all the biologists no such, out there. But glad, no, but gladflies don't actually exist. There's actually a fly called a gadfly. I know, but I'm saying we're going to appropriate that term and we're oh, going to make right. it. We're going to make it a gladfly because I was out there like I was out there like a gladfly. I always um, say you're a man about town. I am. I like the to... listeners need to know that you are a man about town. Every every day, so I'm having dinner with such and such. I've got an event at such and such. There's a network. Oh, I'm heading down here. I'm heading down here. You're really a man about town. Uh, uh, but, but I've become that way. I spend most of my 20s being a hermit, spending a lot of time on my own. And in my yeah, 30s, well. I decided I'm going to be a bit more social. I'm going to get out there and talk to people and see what's out there in the world. So that's why I'm surprised. That's why I'm surprised. That's why I'm surprised because you used to be like a proper hermit, like me. Mm. We just sat at home talking now, on MSN. Now I'm out there getting COVID. So I got it. <laughs> I had a horrific couple of days. I've mostly recovered. If you if you have a bit of uh, if you hear too much coughing this episode, I do apologise. But I've got a lingering cough. What can we do? Are you are you, are you feeling nice? Still, you can't smell anything. 
No. I can't smell anything, but I'm I'm mostly over it. I'm feeling better. Well, anyway, we said we did say this mm-hmm. podcast. We're going to bring it down a bit. We're going to be chill podcast. I is that not what we did last episode? I feel like last episode and the last recording we did, we thought it went so badly that yeah. we ha- basically had to rescue it uh, by cutting out the vast majority of it. We did cut. Was we, that yeah. not low key enough? Was that not low energy? I enough? don't think it was low key. I think it was too high energy. But I mean, it was tension. It was bad energy. Mm. It was bad energy. It was like <laughs> a Champions League final. Yeah. And it just goes wrong. You know that you're on a wire. Absolutely. You're wired up, you're tense. And and either you're going to play the greatest game of your life yeah. and do something incredible, or you're going to you're gonna fuck up. And you can tell, like, sometimes footballers in those finals, you can tell their first touch is all, if it goes right, yeah. that's it. They've entered the zone. Yeah, they're, but it, but if they you know, touch it and it goes a bit a yeah, bit further than they wanted to go, to pieces. that's it. It's game over. Yeah, that's it, and that's what we did. We capitulated. That's all right. That's all right. We live although and we the, learn. Although the, we live and we learn. We live and we learn. And you know, listen, enjoy the tension of these early episodes because eventually we won't give a fuck. Yeah, eventually, eventually we'll it's so going to be routine. Well, this is what I was going to talk. I was going to talk about. So I I thought it would be a funny episode. Mm-hmm. Um, to to, I looked at a lot of other podcasts. Yeah. I thought it'd be funny to clip a lot of other podcasts. Yeah, play some of the clips so that we could talk about them and rip the piss out of them. You know, because I also thought it'd be good marketing for us to pick a fight with a more popular po- po- podcast. Ah, oh, okay. You know, rap yeah, yeah. style. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. First, start, you p- you pick the guy in your ends first. Yeah. You eat him alive. <laughs> Suddenly, people are hearing about you in other boroughs. Now you're going to London Championships. You work your way up there. Then you're on the national scene. Then you're a British rapper picking a fight with Drake. You know, that's how you do it. Absolutely. All right. I like this. I like the sound of that. So who's the first victim? Have you looked up? Have you been looking at small podcasts with small people (laughs) followings of like 300 to 500 people? We don't want to take on Joe Rogan day one. We're not going to sit here and go, Joe Rogan, we're coming for you. (laughs) Because in the end, here's the thing. Podcasts are shit, man. All these other podcasts, they are really shit. It was so, uh, so I went on to like, you can, you can find a list of the mm-hmm. podcasts that earn the most money mm-hmm. on Patreon, right? So I looked through the top four, and first of all, the surprising thing is a lot of the big ones, they're about crime, like true crime, which is understandable. Yeah. People love popular. that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then a lot, quite a few about food for some reason. Mm hmm. Okay. Which I think is more it's more of an insight into America, like the two great American neuroticisms. Crime and food. Interesting. Yeah. And then off, beyond that, it's just like friendship simulators, like what we're doing, right? Mm-hmm. And I listened to some book, I listened to clips, I was I was dancing around. Okay, it's not the right way to listen to podcasts, but I listened to a bunch. And I also listened to some podcasts that like have 500 listens on YouTube. That's 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 who we need to attack. We need to attack Mate, the people with five lessons. That was a bizarre experience. Tell me that about it. Bizarre... What did you find? I mean, listen, anyone who wants to I, there's one podcast called The Viral Podcast, which is the... two women talking about sex. Okay. And I was actually gonna clip a bit. I was gonna clip a bit because you know we had such a problem with a soundboard last time. Yeah. These women, right? Yeah. First of all, it's, 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 they're, they're just girls, girly chat, sex talk, whatever. It's not even in our sphere, so it's not. But they, they suddenly, they play this tune in the background, and mm-hmm. then they both start singing this song where they make making sex noises. And I was just massively impressed by the fucking... Creativity. You know, the, and the, the, the cohesiveness of it all. And yeah. I thought, like, how these two, you know, not bright sounding women and then of course they had a sound engineer i heard a man's voice come from the background i was like oh they've got a guy in the back doing all the sounds and stuff i was like ah fuck i was impressed they've only got 500 views now, so it's not that popular but they're putting a lot of effort in. but he but that just goes to show you what i was telling you about there's a reason why a lot of podcasts have a producer like you have two presenters yeah, yeah. who are very focused and present in the moment and then you've got the producer who's slightly outside of it who's setting up all the technical wizardry you know i still think i still think okay, yeah even fraser crane had Roz. yeah sound yeah we need a Roz. where's Roz? 
Neither right. But you know what? If we if we get donations, I was thinking if we get donations for podcast, I'm gonna buy a MIDI controller. Mm-hmm. And then I will just wire the buttons to certain sounds and I could just hear them easily rather than moving my mouse. Anyway. But here's the here's the other thing I, I think about podcasts. There's no difference between podcasts that are getting 500 listens on YouTube mm-hmm. and the ones that are getting 60 grand on Patreon. There's literally no fucking difference. It's the same vibe, mm-hmm. the same fucking like so types the, of people. The the ones that managed to catch wind just lucked onto something. Mm-hmm. They just managed to find yeah. their audience somehow. The the one like coinc yeah coincidentally they're all in New York, all the big ones. Mm-hmm. And they, they, I think half of them are mates with each other, which yeah, is that sounds kind of right. depressing. It's like connections, you know? So we need oh, to move to New York, basically. We need to move to New York, make some friends in the podcasting world. So we've got two different strategies. Our first strategy is to make enemies in the podcasting world by uh, starting wars with li- other little podcasts. And then we also, at the same time, need to be making friends with podcasters in New York. Big podcasters, yeah. I actually had a brilliant idea for market. Yeah. The podcast. Go on. I had a brilliant idea for marketing. And it's brilliant because it will get us instant attention mm-hmm. for absolutely zero effort. Go on. Here's what we do. We do we put a podcast out. We yeah. do the title of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And then we put featuring special guest. And then we just put whoever mm-hmm. featuring Adele featuring joe rogan <laughs> and it's it's fucking foolproof it's foolproof so is this every episode or is it just some every episode we just pick some kind we want to nick a bit of their audience uh-huh. we want to piggyback off their yeah off their searches and you don't think and just... you, you don't think that those people are going to come expecting to hear these famous voices and then they hear just you and me having a chit chat and then they'll turn on us and give us like one you star think they'll rating. Turn on us? Of course they will. They'll turn on you. They'll give you a one star rating on whatever website that they found us on. And then we'll slowly make our way down the list and then we'll disappear into obscurity. You've not considered the pettiness and the viciousness of the people who you're going to think of. Think about if this happened to you. Think of if there was someone you're really interested in, like an author yeah. or like Octavia Butler, for example, uh, you like oh shit i want to hear what she's got to say and then you jump on and it's these two random dudes who've just used her name you would turn so quickly <laughs> you would turn so quickly that is, would that turn so quickly would you turn quickly say that was you absolutely absolutely oh my god i would write scathing reviews really you would, yeah um, maybe you're right actually i think i wasn't thinking i'm just trying to think about how to get through the door i'm not thinking about how to make the sale yeah absolutely you're thinking short term you need to think long term johnny we need to get people's trust. We can't be breaking trust immediately. Well, actually, there's one more thing I want to say about this. Maybe we can move on. There's one more thing I want to say. Another thing I noticed about top podcasts, right? Yeah. And this is actually, this is actually, I noticed this across a lot of podcasts. One podcast in particular was, was bad or good for this. When, so there's one, there's this one podcast, supposed to be like a comedy podcast, like stand-up comedians, they make fuck tons of money every month, right? Mm-hmm. A very boring podcast. Only really one guy who talks a lot. They're not that funny, really. But this one guy talks, and there's another guy who this this guy doesn't even matter what he says. It could, it might even, if anything, can be even like misconstrued as a joke. Yeah. This guy, this other guy, cracks up. He fucking yells. He fucking yelling like a villain at everything <laughs> this guy does. Seriously. So he's a I mean, hype it, man, basically. He's sitting there as a hype man. He's bringing the vibe and the energy. Exactly. He's there to and laugh all, and be the audience surrogate. Yes, they all do it. Even like the more down-to-earth NPR style shows, mm-hmm. if they make like a mild, you know, middle-class people, their version of like a non-joke, whatever, they mm-hmm. laugh. They laugh. We have to laugh at each other's jokes, Liban, if we want them, if we want this to succeed. I don't I don't think we're in any danger of not laughing at each other. I don't know about you, but I laugh at the drop of a hat. I, th- I don't laugh enough. I well, tend to smile. Yeah. Which is not good. Can you can you give me a guffaw? Give me a guffaw. <laughs> oh fuck, I just sound like I'm in pain there. <laughs> that was horrific. That was that was terrible. Like, give me a chuckle. Right, wait. Give me a chuckle. Let's practice this. Give me a chuckle. <laughs> 
I can't do it, man. Okay, forget. Give me, give me, give me a, give me a belly laugh. Hold your belly as you laugh. <laughs> uh, I can't do it, man. I really, I can't fucking. Listen, I maybe that's not your role. Maybe I'm the one who's the laughy and the giggly one. Maybe like you know, you you found those other podcasts that had that dynamic. There's obviously not both people in there are going to be laughing and chuckling and giggling the whole time. I think we should just assume our natural roles. You're the guy who has the points to make, and I'm the guy who laughs and chuckles and and just yeah, goes you make me laugh. Chucking you and jiving. Laugh. I was laughing when we did the episodes before. I was laughing. I was laughing. But I, I do. I'm smiling more. I mean, I don't know if listeners can hear it, but when I find something hilarious, mm. I just smile more than I laugh. You need to talk to yourself in the mirror and be like, be vocal, be vocal. I need to let the yeah. people know. Yeah, I need to practice laughing. In fact, you know, you said I shouldn't, you, you banned me from my soundboard. Yeah. You, 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 <laughs> you admonished me from my soundboard. So I don't have it. Actually, you know what I've got on the soundboard? Have you got laughter put, sounds on the soundboard? Well, not only that, Go I on. thought we could combine both things. So I actually, took a lot of Adele's laughs Go on. so I thought we could have featuring Adele oh, that's and then brilliant. she would be the laugh track <laughs> oh my god give it let's hear it let's hear some let's hear some Adele laughing I thought we could just nick celebrities laughter we could just have featuring um you know can we write featuring <laughs> she's got a very she's got a very weird laugh she's got a very distinctive she's a bit got a cackle is what I call it a cackle <laughs> that's lovely uh, i think you yeah. should keep okay Sorry. keep your finger on the mouse we're gonna need that um, <laughs> you really want to use it oh now you like the that. sample now, now, now you're like because that's such a well executed <laughs> idea i love it and the thing is i think we, we can use your idea of featuring famous people but i'd like to add a little bit of honesty to that and make it for example featuring adele's laughter featuring um, Will Smith's laughter, or just yeah, something. What's Will like Smith's that. laugh like? Who has a? Who has a? Eddie has Murphy's a, laughter. Patrick. He's got a distinct. Oh mate, Eddie Murphy. Why did I think of it? Or we could just become a crime podcast. So do, should we commit the crime? I think we should just invent like uh, a fucking series. This is the story of, you know. Michael Wilmot. I'm going to stop you right killer. there. I'm going to stop the you right there. The, approaching it from the angle of the serial killer, immediately uninteresting. The what the one? What's the one thing that people care about? White women in danger. You need to center yeah. it around the idea of a white woman in her twenties who's very attractive and who dies. And she's got a very basic name like Amber or Rebecca or Jessica. Jessica. There you go. Uh, so Jessica dies, and then it's all about unraveling her life and figuring out how Fuck. her life interacted with the serial killer. You, you that gotta... is a brilliant idea, man. I mean, I'm not joking. That is a Patreon 60 grand a month idea right there. That's what people care about. People care about what women people care about. It is, it, it, you, you it is never a see. Thing. There's li literally one of the things that pissed me off the most the last year was in my area, there were two black yeah. women who were killed. Uh, in the middle of the summertime, they were in a park, very public yeah. park. It was about nine or ten in the evening. They were there for a birthday. Everybody left for the birthday party. They they uh, they it finished up, but the two sisters stayed in the park. They got murdered, yeah. and it barely got any attention in the news in this country. It was only my local Kilburn Gazette that covered the story. And then yeah. a month later, um, a white woman dies in South London and the entire nation is in uproar. Everybody's like, oh my God, how could this tragedy happen? That could be my daughter. That could be your sister. Everybody suddenly gives a shit. And I, I was very disappointed. I mean, I've, I've seen this happen so many times, but just to see it so blatantly in contrast, it's it's very sad, man. Yeah. Well, let's not focus on the ugly reality of it. We're trying to make money here. Oh, I don't know. And I'm we just, actually care I'm about it. I've just depressed myself. <laughs> why did I go on? I've just made myself really sad, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's it. not the focus on that. The podcast Look, is over. My energy no, is all gone. <laughs> no, no. The end of the podcast is not over. We need to find out what's happened to Jessica. 
Poor pretty Jessica. Poor pretty Jessica with the blue eyes. You know what? What is that all about? What? Why do women love fucking serial killer? Maybe I think it's because it's so alien to them. It's a very man thing to be a psycho killer, isn't it? I don't know. You think that's why? I I, I couldn't tell you because I'm not. I'm not interested in serial killers or crime. I'm not. But women are. It's mostly women. I mean, I noticed that with the podcast. It was like. Um, no, I've seen it. I mean, like so many women I know who I work with and who are in my family, yeah. they love true crime stuff. My girlfriend loves that. Yeah. Why do they like it? I think it's because it's so alien to them. Uh, the, 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 the masculine urge to kill. You know, because you don't have any women serial killers. Literally be. none. Must no. Women, and, and my girlfriend told me this, they... 99% of the time kill someone they know yeah so they can, the women will kill but they'll kill like their husband or someone they know yeah. right yeah and they could be a psycho and kill that way but mm-hmm. you never get women who are like killing strangers know. yeah like Ted Bundy who had a thing for blonde coets I think that's the guy I can't mm-hmm. remember you know what I mean but is, isn't the thing with serial killers that their need to kill is very much tied up in their sexuality like they're, yeah. they're always horny for the people that they're killing yeah so is that absent in women i don't think it's a, i don't i don't i think maybe the, the sexual urge in women is just not so aggressive but like sexual urges in men are aggressive like, don't you think so yeah yeah for quite aggressive that's getting off getting floating <laughs> i like this i like this <laughs> i don't culture. know where this all came from put this in the culture section the culture corner serial killers and why women love them One of the things, so at the beginning of the episode, Johnny told you all that we've now got an email address where people, we want people to send us emails that we can read out and talk about. Um, So I've got three emails to read out now, actually. And I know that people on the internet, they like to catch people out and say, oh my God, this was fake. That was fake. I want to make it perfectly clear what the three emails I'm reading today are 100% fake. I wrote them. And uh, you're not catching anyone out. You're not going to cancel me. I am straight up telling you that I have fabricated these emails, which we are now going to read and discuss. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. He's lying. He's lying. These, these are genuine emails. I don't believe it. All right. So I'm going to read the first one. Go on. I read the first one to you, Johnny. To me? Uh, I'm going to read it out. to both. All oh, right. Oh, sorry. I thought it was addressed to me. I was already getting worried. I no, don't no, think no. I can handle the pressure. The fame <laughs> is getting to me. It's done. I'm at. I'm at. I'm at. Okay. Hi, Johnny and Libba. My name is Fiametta, and I'm a 25 year old Italian girl from Naples in Italy. I'm a really big fan of you. How old guys. is she? 25. Right. Um, I'm a really big fan of you guys, especially you, Liban. You sound like you would be a great lover, at times gentle and at other times filled with an unrestrained, uncontainable (laughs) passion. Anyway, sorry to get distracted. Uh, The reason I'm emailing is because I've recently become interested in conspiracy theories. Do you guys have a favorite conspiracy theory? Oh, Uh, God. Thanks, and have a great day. Lots of love, Fiametta. Thank you very much for the letter, Fiametta. Um, yeah, thanks. You... Thanks for thanks for emailing us. We really appreciate it. Please, if you've if you've ever got any other questions, don't hesitate to email us again. Fear meta. And if you've got pictures, Liban is single. Yeah, absolutely. Let me know. Always on the and lookout. I love I love the little insight there that Liban likes the idea of an Italian girl liking him. Interesting, huh? Interesting. Maybe, maybe. Likes a little hot blooded passionate mediterraneans this is style perhaps so uh, right, she, wants to know, she wants to know about favorite conspiracy <clears throat> theories do you have a favorite conspiracy theory johnny listen fiametta do i have a favorite conspiracy theory yes you wanted to open this can of worms in the third episode of that well we don't have to go deep into the world that you sometimes dwell in just <clears throat> i don't sometimes <throat> dwell in it i live in it This is, this is literally, I mean, I'm not joking, when we talk about podcasts, the only podcast I've listened to with any regularity for about six years is a conspiracy podcast called The Higher Side Chats. It's absolutely fantastic. 
the host is brilliant interview. They get a new guy every week. Brilliant podcast. Highly recommend it. I mean, so I am of, a, of those I am six a, years of those six years that you've been listening to it. What's your top conspiracy uh, theory that you've heard? What caught your mate, imagination? There's no top one. There's no top. Surely one. there's something that you heard that you were like, "That's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant." Everything. Everything. It's not about brilliant. This is true. You see. You see. That's brilliant. As if I, I'm looking at it for entertainment value. This this shit is the truth. I'm listening to the truth. When you listen to the truth, you don't say that's brilliant. What you What say, do you hear? How do you feel? How do you feel when you hear the truth? How do I feel when I hear the truth? I feel aligned with the universe. Okay. I feel like I feel transcend. I feel like I've transcended. I feel mm-hmm. transcendental. I feel. I feel. You've seen behind the curtain. That's right. Not yeah. And there, God knows, there are many curtains. There are and many all, curtains. And all the curtains are real. Every single curtain. No, the curtains are not real. The curtains are there to hide the truth. Ah, okay. Already you don't get it. Yeah, see, this is what I need to understand. <laughs> and this is what Fiametta's clearly interested in. Fiametta's, you know, she's wondering what, what's going on behind the well, scenes. Okay, listen, she's exploring I can, things. Listen, if you give me started on this, I will start banging on forever. Don't bang. So we why don't, don't want we you to bang you? on. Why don't, just, why just, don't we start with you? My favourite conspiracy theory. Um, You're going to wind me up now, aren't you? Go on. Why, why would I myself? wind you up? Um, on. I quite like the one about the royal family being lizards. I, I like that one. That, that one's oh, right. right. That's an old one. Yeah, that's an old one. Yeah. David Icke. And, uh, yeah. So did that not exist before him? Did, like, before David I think Icke he came up went with it. a bit think... crazy, nobody had any idea or that the very concept that the royal family were lizard people did not exist. I think it's basically an evolution of elites being part of secret cabals, you know, it's just an it's just a kind of slightly more extreme version of, you know, suspicion of super powerful people. You know, mm-hmm. that's why David Icke was. Who I think he came up with the lizard thing. They're actually shape shifting lizards. Mm-hmm. But there's there's a lot of other branches. <clears throat> it's basically the same theory. But there are other people who talk about. You know, these guys are archons. There's other people that talk about these people are archons are like these. The archon conspiracy is very complex. But there's, there's, there's other people that talk about, I mean, there's a lot of anti-Semitic, anti-Semitic stuff as well, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that stuff branches off, but the lizard thing is, why do you like that one? I, I don't know. I think it's, it's the context of the story, maybe. The fact that David Icke was just your regular sportscaster, um, and then he decided that he needed to tell the world. It's like Gary Lineker all of a sudden, in the middle of match of the day, turning to the TV and uh, just going off on one. And it, it's just such a, it's a weird but funny story to me. I, I think you like it because it's funny, it's humorous, it's very easily dis- disposed in it. You know, you like it because it it, ju- it justifies your theory about all conspiracies. You're just this silly nonsense. That's why you like it, isn't it? Abraham? It could well be. Maybe you've uh, struck at the core of why I love it. You're right. All right, cool. Now, hang on. What's her name again? Fiametta. Fiametta. She was my favourite. Yes. What is, what is that supposed to mean, my favourite? I don't know. You'd have to ask her. I don't have a phone number. I can't call her and find out. She doesn't exist. I believe she exists. I can easily make myself believe she exists. Yeah, me too. What's my favorite? Well, I think I think what's my favorite? Let me let me have a quick think. Okay, I have I have one thing. I have I have I have something that I'm very interested in. It's not really even conspiracy theory, but you won't hear about it anywhere except in conspiracy circles, which is the idea of climatics. The idea of what? It's, it's called chimatics. I think it's called chimatics, but it's okay. the idea of sound and vibration <clears throat> being used to control people. Mm-hmm. Specific frequencies, you've probably heard about the 440 hertz conspiracy theory. That one's a bit thingy because that's about tuning, I get it, it's confusing, but I, I really do believe, I mean, the, there's a lot of interesting stuff. I'm not going to go into it because I could okay. end up rambling, right. going around. But, but I won't the, I- the idea but... of sound and vibrations have an effect on people. Absolutely. And this okay. is also how they control people. The music you listen to, the music you listen to is absolutely so important because it really will form your mind and change you as a person. I mean, it's so, 
that is so important. I can't I can't stress that enough. Be careful what music you listen to. Be careful. It's like a diet. And and even more than just obviously if you spend all day looking on the internet and shit, memes and shit, that's like junk food. That's mm-hmm. like mental junk food. Mm-hmm. But music especially, music is like a drug. Yeah, because it gets it, it gets under the guard very easily. It's feelings. It's no ideas, just feelings. No ideas, just feelings. So no true. Ideas, just feelings. There you go, Fiametta. Be careful what you listen to. Keep, sound and vibrations have a power to affect you that you don't even realize because it's coming at you as feelings. No ideas. All right, yeah. on to our next email. Um, it says here, uh, good afternoon, Johnny and Liban. Greetings from the Philippines. My name is Andrea and I'm a 32-year-old guy from Manila. I've been sharing your podcast with my group of friends, and we often include your famous quotes in our conversations. We love you guys, <laughs> especially you, Liban. You sound like you would be a great lover, at times gentle, <laughs> and at other times filled with an unrestrained, uncontainable passion. Ha ha ha, sorry, that was too forward of me. Are you guys interested in coming to the Philippines? We are the friendliest people in Asia, and I think you would have a great time here. Think about it. Uh, may God bless you and keep up the good work, Andrea. Isn't isn't aren't they going to say the Thai people are the friendliest people in Asia? They say the Thai smile is. I don't know. I would love to love to go to that part of the world. I don't think I would. Have you ever been to long. the Philippines? Never been to Asia. At Never all. been to Asia. But I love I love anywhere near the sea. Mm-hmm. I love anywhere near the sea. I actually have a friend who went, he went to Thailand. And I was like, brilliant. Here's my chance. I'll go to Thailand. Turns out he lives in Chiang Mai, which is off the sea. Like way it's not even near the, the coast. Sea. And I was like, what the fuck is the point of living in Thailand if you're not even near the sea? To me, the sea is very important. I love the ocean. Mm-hmm. My dream is to live by the ocean. Anyway. And the Philippines is a nation of islands. They've got so many islands and island cities. So you'd be surrounded by the yeah. sea all the time. Perfect. I bet you're so beautiful there. I bet you're so beautiful there. I could they're very that. religious. I know they're very religious as well. Yes, uh, I've met a few Filipinos and every single one of them has been a very devout uh, Christian. I think they're Catholic, yeah. aren't they? Because yeah. they had the, yeah. the Portuguese and Spanish settlers out there. So it was an excellent subtle touch for you to put God bless at the end of that email. Yes, Just, I mean, that's... That's my, good writing. That's, that's good my cultural writing. awareness entering this. But uh, thank you very much, Andrea. Andrea, great question. What was thank the question? There's no question or nothing. He was uh, <clears throat> He's asking if we're interested in coming to the Philippines. I'm definitely interested. I'd love to go and see. Yeah, of course I would. I've... The only thing that worries me is I, I don't mind heat. I love a very hot place. But I yeah. can't, I'm not good with humidity. I can handle a dry heat, but not a wet heat. And from what I've seen of the Philippines and Thailand and Malaysia and Singapore and places like that, is it does look like a very humid climate. But we want this weird you say that because I love humidity. Really? I, mean, I don't love it. Obviously, when it gets hot and uncomfortable, you get uncomfortable. That's the same with every whatever. Mm-hmm. But I live in a very dry country now it's the mm-hmm. first time because england is pretty humid it's not humid humid like a swamp or something but it's but it's humid there's moisture right? in the air yeah there's moisture in the air i come from the mediterranean very humid obviously and now i live in a dry country i've never realized how my sinuses get fucked all the time mm-hmm. i get big headaches i have to drink water all the fucking time i have to constantly take baths it's the only thing that fixes me like I'm, I'm literally, I realise that physically I'm genetically built to be <clears throat> by the ocean in, or in a humid environment. And you are from a, a part of the world, yeah. which also is humid, right? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, I would, Somalia is a place it has coastlines. It's got coastlines, but it's still for the most part a dry heat kind of place. It's quite close to... I don't know if actually it is equatorial, but it's getting towards there. I've spent time in countries like Egypt and Saudi Arabia, where they have like 40 degree, 45 degree days. And I've found it just fine because it was a very dry kind of heat. I didn't have any issues when I was there. Really? No, I can, oh, I can well, handle okay. that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would love to do the Philippines. I think I could live there, you know, in a little while and be beautiful. 
And apparently, the one thing I've noticed about the people of the Philippines, they can all sing. Like the average Filipino person has got an amazing really? singing voice. Absolutely. Really? It's like the Welsh. You know, the, any Welsh person you ever meet has got an amazing singing voice. I don't, I don't know if it's yeah, part of their true. culture. I don't know if it's like they do it in school or something. <clears throat> but certain nationalities, for some reason, the yeah. average person is a great singer. And yeah. the Philippines are part of that little community. That's interesting, yeah. What's the Filipino cuisine like? Is it probably like Thai? Because I imagine- I don't know, you know. Thai food, I always think, is basically if you mix Chinese food with Indian food. And yeah. I think Thailand's kind of in between, so it yeah. makes sense to me. Yeah, and it's very like spicy. curried bed noodles and stuff, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, love, great food. Love, love Thai food. Not, I'm not a fan of Chinese food. Mm -hmm. Love curry more than anything. Mm -hmm. Love curry. Love a good Thai curry. food, you know? I love it because it's current. Well, let me say something. If anyone yeah. was going to send me, send us emails, say, yeah. come to our country, yeah. you better be willing to offer bed and board, all right? Don't just fucking ask me to come to your country, right? Yeah. And then be like, if I turn up on your doorstep, say, oh, no, I didn't mean stay with me. I mean, just come and I don't know, rent a hotel or No, if, if there's one thing that our listeners need to be perfectly aware of is that Johnny- We're broke is a man who will come if you give him yeah. an invitation at yeah. some point he will take you too, up on that yeah this is getting a bit too close tomorrow yeah but that's true that's literally the story but i i actually true. really like that about you I, I really like the idea of you taking up people on their offers and experiencing the world because a lot of people they just make the offer and they assume that nobody's ever going to take them up on it whereas you Ernest. are the guy who will take them up Alright, let's not give too much information. About it. <laughs> I will. I, I will say. I do. You know. What, I want. I think. I think. I'm on a journey still to mm -hmm. end up back in the Mediterranean, living by the coast. Mm -hmm. And I curse my parents who emigrated from the Mediterranean forever like, leaving there, forever doing that. I wish they'd stayed there. I would rather grow up poor, eating fucking dirt, and living in one of the most beautiful places on the planet with the ocean right there fish fresh out of the ocean but would you ever have been able to appreciate that if you didn't grow up in the claustrophobic london that you grew up in you take it for so. granted you take it for granted it's only having experienced what you have that you can now sit there and be like no i know what i actually want maybe but I, you know i think i would have been a, just a simple turn just a village simple turn just doing get up and go swim yeah i'm coming <laughs> i'm gonna eat now just that you know i was i was not meant to be smart i was not meant to you've been burdened me, you've been cursed with intelligence beyond your station <laughs> my parents had to force me to eat from the tree of knowledge in right. london how dare and, they these and motherfuckers I'm forever sinned because of it i'm cursed with the, the literary culture i should have i should have just remained illiterate and just been a village simpleton you know i think there's a lot of people who are listening to this thinking this guy <laughs> <laughs> what, he's, what absolutely, he's absolutely right he's, he should not be spouting anything <laughs> <laughs> oh can't all right absolutely. uh thank you very much andrea <clears throat> andrea 32 years old from manila thank you for the email uh please uh, just as I said to Fiametta, if you ever want to email again, don't hesitate, get in touch. We love this. Final email from to for today. It's, I'm going to start reading out. It says, uh, Salam Alaikum, Brother Johnny and Brother Liban. My alaykum name, Salam. Uh, alaykum Salam. Uh, my name is Hussein Abdul Rashid, and I'm in my late 50s from Jeddah in Saudi Arabia. I just, oh. I discovered your podcast a few weeks ago as I want to improve my English listening skills and a podcast such as yours is excellent to hear natural conversation. You are both very interesting men, especially you, Liban. You sound like you would be a great lover, at times gentle and at other times filled with an unrestrained, uncontainable passion. Well, well done for putting that off three Mashallah, times. I would gladly introduce you to my sister, were she not six years older than me and already a grandmother of two. I have no questions for you today. I simply want to practice my English writing. Please accept this email with good intentions. May Allah bless you both. Good day, Hussein Abdul Rashid. Thank you very much for the email, Hussein. 
Hussein, what a what an email. Thank you. So kind. Lovely. Great intentions. He just wants to we practice have, we, his writing. Yeah. What I don't know guy. if this is the best podcast to listen to for English now. I mean, I have a horrible, slurring, mumbly, terrible accent. But it's naturalistic. It's naturalistic conversation. It's, it's not. not it's this not. is what this is well, what people hear on the streets. <clears throat> this is two guys having a chat, going back and forth. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. But that's not really what you want. I mean, why would you? It is if you're having like a... if you're having day to day conversations with people. This is the kind of thing that you want to be hearing and internalizing. You don't want to be yeah, talking. Maybe. You don't want to be talking like a BBC presenter. Maybe. So no questions in that email. Um, let me check. Let me just check. He says, "I have no questions for you today. I simply want to practice my English writing. Please accept this email with good intentions." <laughs> Yeah, no, no questions, Johnny. Oh my no god, questions. I just realized you you said that he's like, well, I'm gonna write a fake email. <laughs> <laughs> I have no questions today. I just practiced <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, you're something else, dude. Man. You really are something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Did god. Like that? Did you enjoy that? You know what? The thing is, the thing is, this is I'm such an idiot, but I was listening to those emails. I genuinely suspended my disbelief mm -hmm. and believed there were real emails i could do it now i'm remembering that you wrote those emails <laughs> and i'm just thinking what an insight man what an insight to what goes on in these little heads <laughs> listen the, the, the world's an interesting place with a lot of interesting people in a lot of different places yeah. i i wanted to write emails from out of the out of the way places i don't want i don't want emails from some guy in cheshire i don't want emails from some guy some girl in middle of nowhere usa you know what there's probably a guy in cheshire who's just like fuck it yeah he was in the middle of a 500 word email he's like well fuck that then paul, paul from <laughs> cheshire i have no interest in what you have to say mate no you, no i want you to keep listening but paul from cheshire <laughs> please never ever email me and if you, you do, leave paul you from can go leave, paul, leave paul from cheshire alone come on paul from cheshire He's, he doesn't mean it send the email in all right, send who, is, who is he? When, it, when you hear Paul from Cheshire, who, who do you see in your head? Where's Cheshire story? again? Is it on the outskirts of Manchester? No, I think it's... Do you know what? I couldn't even tell you. I just know it's somewhere for people who live in London say they're from. Paul there's from a lot, Cheshire. Of, Paul there's from a lot of people from Cheshire in London for some reason. I think Paul from Cheshire is a man burdened by mediocrity. Mm. He's a man who probably has a wife, mm -hmm. has a Ford, drives a Ford. Okay. Has a job, nondescript. Mm. I mean, God, maybe he pushes he a few. Very gray. He sounds. He very pushes gray. a few. He pushes. He's a very gray. He's a very gray life. But everyone around him is a gray life. So he thinks, well, this is life. This is what life is. But there's something in him that longs for something him. else, something slightly different. That's why he tracked I don't us even think, I don't even think he longs, really. It's just something not right. He's just not happy. And he, he probably doesn't even know that maybe he wants something else. So he takes it out. He, he bitches about his wife to his mates. He comes home from his mates. He's like, oh, they're actually a bunch of cunts, these guys. Mm -hmm. He watches the football. He's like, maybe takes it out by getting particularly angry at his team a bit. Mm -hmm. but then even that doesn't satisfy i think i think it's that kind God, of life fuck that's the so depressed it. That's, <laughs> oh my, paul paul from cheshire <laughs> first of all i want to say i'm sorry for how i spoke to you earlier on that was just coming from a reactionary place where i immediately felt like you were better than me and i was having a go at you for that um i wanted to come from a place of compassion now and try to understand you so please do send me an email I, I i i'm sorry for the way i acted i did i didn't mean nothing by it i'm sure that deep down you're a lovely bloke send us an email we'll have a chat we'll figure out where we can meet okay oh wait oh wait i think we just got an email yeah he just sent it live somehow i don't Fuck know hello paul you're on it he said <laughs> what's, what's he paul says saying? hi he says hi johnny and liban thanks for the kind words uh, love the show especially you liban 
I think you would be a very good lover, gentle, but also not to et cetera, et cetera. You get the job. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Paul. Thank you very much, Paul. You're a gentleman and a Oh, scholar. that's what it was. That's what was at the bottom of his latent anger. Just a bit of you know secret homosexuality that he's yes unfulfilled latent homosexual desires that's what it was we figured it out bring it out man come to soho let's have a night out there you go there you go final section of today um me and johnny would like to talk to you about stock markets and investments we've got we've got stuff to say about you've got stuff to say you said all right so Johnny has been talking to me about getting into stocks for a good, would you say three or four years now? More than that. I've been into stocks for about five or six, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And people should know that because a lot of people got in with the GME. A lot of people got in with the COVID. Mm-hmm. I was in it way before that. You were the original hipster. You were in it before it was cool. I mean, I wasn't in it before it was cool. The markets were booming back then as well. This was like... This was like Obama turning into Trump, mm-hmm. you know? And then maybe that's why I even got into stocks. So I thought, okay, one thing this country's going to do is make the stock market fly. Maybe I want a piece of that, you know? So about about then. Okay. I, that's, I, that's when I got in. I got into the game last January and it's been absolutely incredible. Can I just say, yeah. I've been badgering you to get into stocks for years. Absolutely. And it was only the GME shit. Yes. And I was very... Disappointed. Oh, I don't know. Well, yeah. Yeah. The well, fact that you, the fact that you told me to get in for such a long time and I didn't. Yeah. And then when the rest of the sheep were getting in there, that's yes. what got me finally excited yes. enough to give it a go. Yes. Uh, did I, I ever apologise to you for that? No, I think, we, I think we said that before. But... I think I need to say sorry to you. Let me apologise to you, Johnny. I should have listened to you a long time ago. Mate, you don't need to apologise. That was a bad time to get in as well. So the GME people got fucking slow. <laughs> Luckily, I never put that much into GME. I think I put in like £100 and then I spent all the rest yeah. of my money on actual regular stocks. But, but the, more, you're gone. the reason I, I want to talk about it is because I don't have a lot of vices. I'm not that into drugs. I'm not that into drinking. I'm not like, you know, I don't go visiting prostitutes. I, I live a very, you know, standard sort of life and I don't have any vices until stocks. Whatever people get out of going to a casino and gambling, that's what I feel when I look into stocks, when I buy stocks, when I sell them and trade them. I have never felt as alive as I do yeah. as when I'm excited about a stock going up or seeing a stock that I've bought crashing and plummeting into nothing. There's a... Yeah. There's a sense of feeling alive that's so addictive. I, at one point, I had a lot of money in um, a warrant, uh, which is a specific kind of financial product that gives you lots of- It's like an option, like an option. Just say it's like an option. It's like an option. High risk. Very high risk, a lot of high swings to either make you a lot of money quickly or to just disappear and burn it into the sky. And those few days, between when I buy the warrant and when you either see it succeed or see it fail, those two or three days, the tenter hooks and the tension that I feel, I've, it's an incredible feeling. If I could live in that moment of high adrenaline yeah. tension yeah. and just live in that state, I would do that. There's, oh my God, what an incredible rush. This is- It's physical, it's physical. It's 100% physical. My chemical imbalance just goes through the roof. It's mental. I don't recommend this to anyone. This is not how you should be trading. You shouldn't be trading just because you want to feel something. (laughs) 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 You should should not be trading because you want to feel alive. But I'm saying- (laughs) i'm saying if you've got nothing else going on if you're not into you know cocaine if you're not into heroin if you know if you don't like you know get a thrill off by going to a bdsm dungeon and you want to feel alive this is a pretty safe way i mean physically safe 
it's a physically safe way to feel a lot. You, you're probably going to ruin your life, but it's a physically safe way of getting to that ecstatic high that, you know, I think that everybody should experience at some point. You, you can completely understand why, like, Wall Street is a bunch of, like, testosterone fuel oh, tanks. absolutely. Because I don't know about you, but for me, it's a very, like, aggressive thing. Very like, aggressive. I feel like I've conquered something, like I've fucked something. Oh, like my I've raped God. and pillaged the, the, day, the days where I make money <laughs> and I go green and I see a couple of thousand pounds go up, holy shit, I feel like the most masculine feeling I've ever felt it's in my primal. life. I feel like a conqueror. I feel like yeah. I've de utterly destroyed the market. I've conquered an entire nation's economy. I, yeah. I've gone out there and I've brought, oh my God, it is untouchable. And then at the same it, time, the days where you fail, where you see yourself go several thousand yeah. pounds in the red, you, you feel so low, you feel absolute, so disgusting, humiliation. pathetic, you feel yeah. like somebody just fucked your wife in front of you and then made you yeah. record it. Uh, you just feel all sorts of horrible things. And I'm not going to lie to you, even those depths and those lows, I kind of enjoy them as well. It's sick. It's absolutely yeah. sick. This is, do you know what? I take it all back. Nobody should do this. Don't do it. <laughs> it's, my tale is a tale of warnings. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think it's just because there's risk involved. Yeah. And and I think also maybe that's not actually um so crazy and bizarre and weird. I mean, really, the more the abnormal thing, if you really think about it, take a step back, I think it's because we live such cushy lives in the modern world. Mm -hmm. We live cushy lives where we turn on a screen and do everything, work, play from the safety of your little office chair. Yes. You know? Yeah. Even, even dating is basically like shopping on Amazon. Yeah. But there's no risk anymore. And I think for especially men, it's real like risk when you see your money right there. It's in the fucking game. Yeah. And you're either going to lose it all or you yeah. could fucking just walk out a conquering hero. Yeah, you you know? walk out like James Bond with that Bond girl on yeah. the arm. I think it's yeah it's like it's, it's I think it's because it's become so rare in in modern life to take risks to to you know what I'm saying absolutely we yeah. live we live very safe pasteurized life what's that process yeah. they do to milk to make it safe to drink the, that's, that's pasteurized what we, yeah yeah that's what we've done to our lives we live very safe lives for the most part yeah that's dangerous man fuck it's so dangerous when I look at it in the big picture and what it's doing to my body and the way I think about things, it's, oh, it's very exciting, but it's also so scary. <laughs> it's, it's also, it's also fucked when you, you spent your whole life working your ass off and you've had like terrible fucking weeks of work. In fact, you've never had a good week of work. Work is just shit in general. Mm -hmm. And you grind out these weeks, and you're like, this is what people do. This is how you get money. And then you go on the stock market and you make like a month's salary, 20 fucking minutes. And you just pull it out. You're like, what the fuck? I've just conquered life. I've just found the secret of life. Absolutely. You feel like you've absolutely figured out a secret trick that only the rich people know. And suddenly you've yeah. got suddenly you've got a view into a life that you didn't even imagine that you could have live in the no ordinary existence that you do it's it i mean how can that not be exciting that's really? a that's a hell of a and feeling fucking hell man and you know what you have figured out a trick that the rich have figured out i mean you know if i'd known now what i know when i was a kid just buy some stocks and sit on it for 10 years and be miserable for those 10 years but know that at the end of it yeah you could have enough to buy a fucking house or at least have a good time. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's it's all brilliant. It's all very exciting. But it's also very high risk. <clears throat> we we could all end up with nothing. And I think, it, it again, it's that tension that makes it so exciting. Well, the markets right now Yes, let's all right. Let's start playing that music bed <clears throat> underneath. Here's the I was I was coming at this and just telling the people about my emotional investment into this journey in investing. Let's uh, let's get into a bit of nitty gritty with Johnny.
Okay, so the market's a bit fucked. Today is the 21st of January, but we, it's been brutal for months, right? It was brutal in October. There was a, a pump that happened, which I thought was hilarious during the Christmas week, between Christmas and New Year's. If you were eagle-eyed... From the 26th yeah. to like the 30th, there was... Yeah, it went up it, like It went up crazy, points. despite the fact that it's been crashing non-stop for ages. Well, the, the thing is that pump, you should never have trusted that pump. It was, on, it was on really low volume. I mean, all the cunts were off on holiday. They booked that week off. They don't come back for Christmas. They take Christmas off through all the people with money, the big money guys. So that was... And that disappeared, right? The problem right now in the markets... There's a there's a there's a there's a bunch of shit that's this that's gone wrong, right? The the so there's there's inflation that finally has to be tackled because it is mental. The, everyone's been printing money like crazy since COVID. I think the inflation could have been fine. America is very good at absorbing inflation because it's the world's national, it's the world currency, world reserve currency. Other countries love the dollar, they're willing to buy the dollar. So usually America can print money like fuck. And they have been printing money. That's literally how Obama got out of the housing crash. They print money, it's fine. Okay, they've been printing like crazy, but they probably could have, you know, done it still. The problem is everything else went to shit as well, right? People have quit their jobs, right? Obviously, the, the, the supply side, the supply would you call it the shortage supply shortage whatever yeah, it's called global supply shortage which everyone has different reasons for but uh you know maybe it's the people quitting maybe it's the inflation whatever. There's, a, there's a lot of factors involved in making a, yeah uh, you know a, a supply being difficult to get yeah things are breaking down there people are spending less money i think there's a big psychological effect this happened people are fatigued they're fucking fatigued i think the other reason people are quitting their jobs is they're reevaluating everything but here's the, here's the thing people have to understand about stock market. This is what I've understood about stock market, right? Forget technical analysis. Forget going by any rule. Sometimes some people are bright. Some people, the thing is the rules change. The game changes, right? You have to interpret the rules, figure out the rules as quickly as you can, make money with those rules, and then the game's going to change again. So you remember when you got in Liban? Yeah, there was a big very, dips. Big dips. Fed me in. Every, every month, the Fed would have a meeting. They'd have a yeah. massive dip on the days leading up to it. And then yeah. it would recover and then hit all-time new highs, almost yeah. on a regular basis every single month. And that's how we, you made loads I mean, of money. I made loads of money on that. And right. then and was... in, in around September, <clears throat> October, the rules oh, yeah. changed. The rules I told were, you the rules had changed. The I rules changed. You, I saying. And suddenly, the very predictable uh, monthly dip yeah. and monthly rise went away and suddenly we're in a new era and we're still trying to figure out the rules of this new era now. Yeah. The, the, the rules right now are all about the rate hikes. Now there's a good quote. I think it might be Warren Buffett, who I hate, but whatever. I think he, he says like rates, high interest rates are like gravity for stocks, right? So it basically means that you, you, if the rates go up, it's going to raise stocks. It's going to pull stocks down to more fair values. And stocks are massively overvalued. That was another thing that was like, you know. Here's the other thing. What's happening now? All the metrics are shit. The job metrics are shit. Inflation metrics retail, are shit. Retail numbers are shit. And this is coming off of uh, December, which is usually like the best months for... Yeah, December and January. Everything is shit across the board, right? As long as things stay shit, I think there's a lot of money in shorting particularly overvalued companies. So you have to know how to value a company. I'm, I don't want to give any names out. I don't want to give financial information. But like there are a lot of overvalued companies. You there's think a lot you, of tech you know, companies that have a lot, a lot of, of tech hard companies. valuations that are probably not deserved. There could be money in shorting those guys. I don't like to short. I don't like to short because short, you have to get the timing perfect which is not good. Presume you're an idiot when you're going to stock market. Find something simple and easy, and that's it. My favorite sector, women's fashion. I love women's fashion. One of the reasons I love women's fashion is because no volatility. All the Wall Street guys, all the big better guys, all they think about is cars, iPhones, technology. So they all go into those stocks. No one realizes that women spend the most money. You buy Estee Lauder, you buy Ritzia, you buy one of these fashion chains. They're good. 
make sure you have some good, you know, you have a woman to refer to to tell you what's in or not. But you buy that, it's just straight lines up. It's just straight lines up. But um, even the women have stopped buying. Like, even those numbers are really bad. Mm -hmm. It's just bad all over. You want to watch for jobs numbers to come back. You want to watch for retail confidence to come back up. You want to wait for some companies to start announcing their blockbuster in sales and stuff, right? Yeah, that's when the things will start reversing. Yeah, uh, but and we'll get the rate hikes. It's also, it's also, um, the the rate hikes. If you're being very optimistic, you could say we've priced in the rate rate hikes, and when they happen, it'll actually be like. A relief. It'll be a relief and it'll go. Yeah. On. Be like, oh, they've happened. Fine. We've all priced in the worst news. If you're optimistic. Personally, I think everything else, as long as everything else is shit, you know. All right. There we go. So that was our stocks and investments uh, corner. I, I hope you got something useful out of that. So before we call it a day there, just wanted to say a couple of things at the end of the episode. Number one, we've got an email address, which I would absolutely love it. And if you were to take the time out of your day to, uh, you know, send us a little something and say hi. I mean, if you've gotten this far in the podcast, you clearly have a lot of time on your hands. So, you know, become a proper part of the community and email us at libanislistening at gmail.com. Very straightforward, nothing too complicated. Liban is listening at gmail.com. So I think one of the things that Johnny's really excited about is if you've got, you know, something you've created, whether it's a piece of art, a piece of music, a piece of writing, something interesting, please share it with us and, uh, you know, we'll enjoy it. And then we'll in turn share it with the world and tell people what we thought about it. And I promise, I know Johnny's a bit of a dickhead, but I'll restrain him and I will, you know, we'll be positive, we'll be nice. Also, if, uh, you know, you just want to tell me what the weather's like, if you want to tell me what you're going to have for dinner, if you want to just do a little bit of chit-chat and let us know that you exist, do you know what, that'd be nice as well. That'd be actually really nice. I mean, how else are we going to build a happy, fruitful, loving relationship if I don't know what you're having for dinner? So send me an email, let me know what's for dinner, Let's have a chat. Bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye. Adieu. Arrivederci. Ciao. Sayonara. Vaya con Dios, mi amigo. Hey, do. Ayo. Anyong hikaseo.